welcome to Bo's Cafe. Hello, Bruce. Hey, talking about phobic fears this morning. <laughs> yes, we uh, yeah. are. Don't you all want to hear about that on your drive to work? Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, but you know, there's quite a diversity in yes, the Yes, there is. Uh, yeah. Bill yes. is deathly afraid of dogs. Yes. Big, big, big dogs. dogs. Big, big dogs. dogs. What qualifies as a big dog? Anything more than 40 pounds. Anything more than 40 pounds. <laughs> ah, ah, or Grace. Grace is not fond of the cat. The cat yeah. is Grace's. Yeah, baby. yeah. Yeah, but you, David, you have an unusual one. Oh I I would have never picked. I hate birds with a passion. It's not hatred. Like it's, birds it's over forty pounds, or where? any <laughs> bird. It's any hatred, bird. but it's it's phobia. Fear. Yeah. So buying your kids a parrot wouldn't be never. a favorite. In thing fact, for you. I went over to a friend's house, which was a big step for me because I knew that her mom had parrots, and we were playing poker, and her mom just thought it'd be a great idea to come set the parrot next to me as if it was playing poker. So I had a parrot two feet from me for like an hour, and I just, I would not move. I, it was going to kill me. It, it told me with its eyes it was going to kill me. Isn't that, isn't that interesting? And you didn't say a thing. I mean, social graces and all, you just About the best I could do was not wet myself. <laughs> and you probably didn't play a good game. No, I didn't. I no, lost pretty admirably. Yeah. That's why she put the bird there. That's right. She's dumb. No, she's not. Whereas John, horses. 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 They will. They'll kick you. They'll bite you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 And you've been bit before? No. You? No. But, but, but you I've have seen, a fear that I've you... I've seen them kick. Uh, in kick. the movies, yeah. you've seen them kick. Yeah. And yeah. Bruce, what about you? you I go say. snakes. Snakes. Oh, oh, wow. oh, yeah. So you must love the cover of our book. Oh, man. <laughs> I do like a, Elisa does, you know, put the cover, uh-huh. have a piece of paper over the cover. I'm yeah. telling you, uh, you know, people say that, oh, you should be afraid of lions. And I'm like, no, you know a lion's going to kill you. And it's a beautiful animal. Yeah. And it's over quick. You respect it. You yeah. get, you and get it's in Africa. pinned yeah. down <laughs> yeah. by an ostrich. That's a long death by an ugly bird. Okay. Yeah. It's, it's demoralizing. And it's long, so I'm just saying. Yeah. <laughs> 20 minutes having a look at his little beady eyes. Yeah. <laughs> a thousand pounds of pressure per leg. You're not getting up. Okay. Uh, I know my stats. You really do. How yeah. fast does the eagle or the falcon uh, come the at The peregrine you? falcon, like 280 miles per hour on the dive. So you're not getting away from that. Wow. See, they're evil. they're evil. That's too fast. To all you bird lovers out there, I don't understand you. <laughs> I just have a generalized thing about the horse, but yeah. you've got stats. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Well, you know, you hang out with high schoolers. They make fun of you. It kind of builds. and That's right. Yeah. They do the stat work for yeah. you. Yeah. yeah. What are you afraid of, David? Come on. Yeah. Hey, we are moving up to rung two today. And I didn't get to ask all the questions I wanted to ask about rung ask one. Ask today. Ask him today. Should I ask Bill one of those questions? Yes. Yeah, sure. Don't put yeah. it out for all of us, but oh, yeah. Bill is going to yeah, visit I ask it, but I ain't, I'm not answering it. I'm too tired. Go ahead. Okay, so the, the, the question was from last week that John didn't want me to ask is that Steve Jobs, CEO of Apple, and Larry Page, CEO of Google, both developed these great companies. And I've had several guys, Christian guys, say to me, they those CEOs, they didn't know humility, and yet this is how the world changes through talented leaders. So why do you need humility? When, the, when Tito was in power, the trains ran on time. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Well, you know, I'll just answer it. Yeah. <laughs> if you're willing to wrap a guy up in a carpet and bury him, <laughs> people do things. People will do they things respond. for you. Yeah. That's how the world changes. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I my own response, Bruce, is that 
that there is a system in the world that does work. It does work. Jobs is an example of it does work. There's another system in the world that is the kingdom of God system. It works on a different system. And in that system, humility is, is, is really, really, really essential for leadership. So how do you blend those two worlds? I mean, Christians work in the other world as well as in the kingdom of right. God world. How do, how do Christians intersect those two worlds? Well, I think, I think the Christian leader in that world needs to understand how significant his person or her person are to their own personal effectiveness and influence. That's a key word here. They, they can be really, really sharp, technically, or competent. But if they're going to have an influence that's going to last on the people that they, that they affect, then their personal humility is going to open the door to that person's heart. Mm-hmm. And then, then the kingdom of God issues become reality. And lots and lots of people could care less, as we know, about the kingdom of God issues. That's right. They just, they just could care less. But that's because they don't know their need. Just, just because they don't know their need doesn't mean they're right. The kingdom of God knows their need. But we can't access that need without humility. Yeah. You know, in reading Job's book, I, I, I was distraught at the time because it, he, he his, his argument that ape... A players only want to play with A players, and you fire the B players, and you just humiliate. And, and But we all have watched and been part of places that actually engender higher performance, higher sacrifice, higher um, willingness to stay at the task simply because they know they're valued, simply because they know they're part of and that they're they're affirmed and that they see their place. Our statement, affirmation doesn't puff up the heart. It causes us to want to do more of that which we're being affirmed for in that community. And so they're, they're, we can't say, well, if you're Steve Jobs' company, you really make more widgets. And you really can make more widgets in a company that has learned how to value its employees. That's right. Uh, it, it can produce a, f- a fury of productivity over a low-trust company. Uh, you, you remember when we were riding the ascent that the only time when uh, Josie Bass, Simon & Schuster at the time, disagreed with us, us was when we said we want to use the word humility as the first rung because that's where it occurs in Philippians 2. And they said, well, no, 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 that's, that's too soft of a word right. for business. Right. And then about two years later, after our book had come out with this fifth rung influence, Jim Collins comes out with a fifth uh, level leader. And he says there's two basic requirements from the empirical evidence of a fifth level leader. One is humility, and he defined it almost as we do. And the second is being truthful, being honest, authentic, with who you are mm. and who others are. Mm. From that point on, many Christian leaders who read that evidence began to believe, yeah. <laughs> ironically, yeah. the yeah. biblical evidence. Yeah. And so good. It is so good. And Amen. appreciate when sometimes we struggle with, my, it couldn't possibly work that way. It does. It does work. It, it does, does work. And, and again, that's why I started with that dynamic. There is a system in the world that works. 
Yes. It works, it works, and it, and it produces. But there's another system working in the world. But that system, Bill, it almost always burns down someone else's house to oh, build oh, yours. Oh, 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 yeah. I mean, That's there, right. it, yeah, it, yeah. I'm not saying I'm not saying the system is right. Right. But but it, it would be like, well, Jobs did not accomplish much. Nonsense. Right. That's silly. Nonsense. I mean, yeah. why, why, why are we afraid? Incredible things. Exactly. Why are right. we afraid of the fact that he knew how to work right. that system? Be like, oh, the Great Wall didn't get built. Oh, no, it did get built, just built on the bones did of you, thousands of you slaves. you see that ad where the Great Wall was once three feet tall? <laughs> no. <laughs> Gosh. Yeah, uh, they just went over. He stepped over. He steps yeah. over it. The whole Hun army yeah. is standing on one side, wondering what do we do next? And one guy walks over and I'm like, "Oh, come wow. on!" There's an idea. <laughs> we meant great, as in the length. Right. We felt they would respect the spirit of the wall. But to your point, David, when these two ladders are disintegrated rather than integrated, you will climb over other people on that capacity exactly. ladder to get to the top. Absolutely, and you will leave a trail. You will leave some debris in your wake. And yeah. that's why we're integrating these two ladders over a period of weeks. Absolutely. Or, um, and will is the word. It, not maybe. Not yeah. like you open the possibility. You will. That will be that, the legacy of your company. Exactly. Exactly right. And there are multiple illustrations that come to mind in this room right now. Uh, and, and, and right now, multiple illustrations of companies that we know, that, that we love, that are trying this out of how do we give dignity to our employee? How do we, how do we live out of humility? How yes. do we create an environment where truth can be told? Yes. Uh, and we're watching them say, guys, it not only is delightful, it works. Yes. And that, uh, the opposite of that is happening in churches and missions and so forth as well where churches, missions, some Christian universities, so forth, get caught in the web of the world in trying to produce what they've seen in unhealthy business. Yeah. And, yeah. and yeah. they apply it, even though they know Jesus. They're applying the world's, as you said, Bill, the world's uh, metrics yeah. to their university or their mission. Bruce, I, I want to repeat what you just said, because I think what you just said is, is so critical to a lot of the work we do. Uh, whenever it started, could have started 500 years ago, but definitely was exaggerated in the 70s, 80s, and 90s when the, when the church community, the Christian communities, went into the world to discover how to be more effective. And, and, and what that did is it created larger organizations with unbelievably broken people. Yeah. Unbelievably broken leaders. And, and now they're trying to recover... Uh, the dynamic of how do we now find the kingdom principles to recover from what we did. It's, it's a huge wrong. Now, again, are we anti-capacity? I don't think so. I don't think Not so. I, I no. think we are really for people yes. maximizing their God-given capacity, talents, and whatever. Of course we are. Yeah. But boy, when when you get seduced, and next week we'll talk about that, but when you get seduced into looking at the results and not the effect in the process, man, are you going to make some mistakes. Yeah. 
Well, so much for the submission, Ron. Yeah, we did a uh, good job on that. We get close. Yeah. But, but we well, got to the question. Yeah, we got to the question. Yeah. And, and it the, was a good try on the, the second The takeaways, you're only allowed to threaten two people's lives <laughs> yeah. in any Christian leadership and organization. That's <laughs> your quota. You, thank you, David. Thanks for summing that, that up. Is that all we said? <laughs> <laughs> good job, David. <laughs> See you next week. Bye-bye.